Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Film Photography Podcast, Analog Talk. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today we have a very special guest, Joey Reedy from AwesomeCameras.com. Hey, what's up, guys? So t- on today's episode, we want to talk about the art of thrifting. So we thought, who better to bring on than the master himself, Mr. Awesome Cameras. Um, Joey, can you give our listeners kind of a, a backstory on how Awesome Cameras became a thing and how you got your start uh, hunting for cameras? Yeah. Um, so I had a camera collection, and I had, uh, like a lot of people do, I had a specific shelf in my house that was my camera <laughs> shelf full of cameras. And, uh, I have one of those. Yep. Uh, so do should, I. Yep, exactly. We all do. <laughs> um, basically, the shelf was getting quite full, and I decided to thin out the herd and make room for a few new cameras, and I started an Etsy shop, and just because I wasn't going to go and try and sell them. I'm not a fan of eBay. Yeah. I just feel like you won't get uh, top dollar for stuff if you sell it on eBay. Um so I made an Etsy shop and sold them. I started out with just three cameras, and they all sold, I think, within a week or so of listing them. And That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, and I did the math on you know how much I actually paid for those cameras and realized I just about, I think, tripled my money on those three cameras from what, nice. I, from what I had paid for them. Uh, and so, I don't know, I guess the way my dad raised me, uh, I was <laughs> like, Hey, that could be a business. Yeah. Um, so then I did the unthinkable and I just literally put all my cameras up for sale. Like no! every, everything, <laughs> the whole shelf, I photographed everything, <laughs> put them all up for sale. But here's the trick on the stuff, on the stuff that I didn't it kind of backfires on you, but it it, may, it feels better. What I did was the stuff where I'm like, okay, this camera's really cool, and I haven't I haven't got to shoot enough with it. I want to shoot it more. Like I'm not quite ready to let it go. I still put it up for sale. I just put it up, kind of way above market price. <laughs> so like if something that's genius though. Like if I love that. something is you know typically three or say two hundred dollars on just going rate, that's a kind of average market rate, I'd put it up for sale for $300. Smart. Um, and I don't know what it is, but those cameras always seem to sell actually pretty quick when I do that. Of course. It's um, like you're setting yourself up. I know. <laughs> it's like they know you want it, so they're like, I'm yeah. going to buy this. <laughs> do you ever get attached to your cameras? My, what, I've, I've only sold one camera off my Etsy shop. And I sold the Pentax K1000. Yeah. And like all my friends who know me are like, were you like, but were you kind of sad about it? And uh, I was like, I was a little sad. Yeah. Because I only, I didn't even really shoot that camera. I, I shot the roll that was in it and then I had it serviced and then I put it up on my Etsy shop and it sold right away. And I was like, oh damn. Okay. And then, you know, there's no turning <laughs> back. You can't like be like, hey, sorry, I'm, I'm going to keep this. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I, uh, Do you have any cameras like that you get attached to and like can't let go? Kinda. The only ones that I'm I'm re- that really aren't for sale is uh, two cameras I got from my grandpa. One was actually my great grandfather's Burke and James four x five, and Ooh, one yeah, is no, just don't let that one, go. One's just a um, Pentax MV one. Nothing special about it. It's M- I don't know the difference. MV one. It's essentially like an ME. Emmy Super mm-hmm. or something, uh, but it's just it was just in a bag of stuff I got uh, from my grandparents, and yeah, I, and I like it. It's a cool little like, uh, just it's a, like a tiny little SLR, you know. And, and then I bought the Pentax forty uh, millimeter pancake lens to go on it, so it's Ooh. just like my tiny little point and shoot uh, or SLR really. But it's like That's this. Awesome. But it's smaller than a lot of point and shoots. Yeah. Do you? What do you find? Do you sell mo- more of point and shoots or the SLRs or? It kind of varies. Um, I've been selling on this app called Depop, and oh yeah, I think I follow you. Oh, on yeah, it. I've heard of that. Um, it looks like Instagram, but you can just there's a buy button under every post, so you can you can go on and buy stuff. It's mostly high school and college age kids like selling clothes they don't wear anymore. Uh, but there's quite the thriving uh, kind of <laughs> camera market on there as well. But on there, I sell a lot of point and shoots and a lot of Polaroids. Yeah, and Polaroids are. They're coming back. They're coming back. Yeah. Do you get good money for the Polaroid? Because I have a bunch of those that I don't use. Not a not a ton, but it does draw attention to the shop, and you know, I make a few bucks on them, but not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like really doubling my money on them or anything crazy. It's just something I know I can sell, make a few bucks, and keep keep the shop updated. How long have you had? How long have you been awesome cameras? Um, how long is that? About five years now, I think. That's crazy. Yeah, you have such a great wow. brand for like yeah, your whole thing. I love it. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Every every time I notice. Um, I don't know what you would call it. Every time I notice a kind of boost in just kind of a awareness of my brand or like just people knowing about it or like I'll see, you know, my traffic on my website. I remember when I was averaging like seven visitors a day and I was pumped. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then now I don't even know. Like now I'm like, a uh, hundred visitors a day or whatever. I can't even, I, I'd have to double check, but like I noticed like it's like flatlining and then all of a sudden something will happen. It's like, Oh, I'm making, I'm seeing this many a day now. And uh, I noticed that I don't have the greatest analytics on my website, but I guess through YouTube, I get those, those metrics and it's kind of cool to watch. How are you enjoying your YouTube channel? Oh man, YouTube's been fun. It's been a lot yeah. of fun. Um, making those videos. Yeah, I love when you put those little those little ditties together, man. They're fun to watch you run around and take shots with your with your buddy. Yeah, we're just run around and shoot photos. Really, it's. Uh, but I, I try to just make it fun, you know. Like I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you do a good job of that. I've never it's been fun. even with my blog before I did YouTube or any of that. My blog was always, hey, hey, here's a camera I shot with. I like. I liked it. Maybe here's a couple things I didn't like about it, but I'm not doing, I'm not uh, like, I'm not like full on camera review guy. Like I'm just not, right. yeah. I'm just not really that guy, you know? Cause it's all subjective. I feel like I, 
you know, I let people make up their own mind. If they if they see my photos and want to go buy the camera and try it out, that's that's on them. And you're you know, I've had I've taken amazing photos with. I mean, watch it. Pretty much any of the videos I've put out with like point and shoot cameras or even the disposable cameras, I'm so pleased with a lot of those photos from either yeah. a cheap thrift store camera or even the disposables. So uh, I'm not, I don't get preachy about camera gear really or anything. It's just fun to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. How many times a day or week do you, do you say you go thrifting? Most days I'd say <laughs> I, I at least like, cause there is like, Literally a block this way, a, like a block down and a block over, there's a pretty good thrift store where I can usually find something. And if not, they have they always have cool furniture. Yeah, that's um, and always a plus. And it's literally, you never know what you're going to find. It's literally on my way home from anywhere. So oh, perfect. if I like go to lunch or I have to run to the post office, it's it's definitely on my way home. Every time I drive by a thrift store and don't stop, I'm like, oh, Yashika T4 is in there. I know yep, it is. Yep, yep. A little ah. piece of you dies. <laughs> I get so upset if I can't stop. Yeah, but, uh, but here in Ventura, actually, Wednesday mornings, we have a pretty decent flea market that I, that I go to. And That's so great because usually flea markets are like on the weekends. That's awesome. It's like right in the middle of the week. Yeah, it's the middle of the week and it's like a half mile from my house. So it must be not that crowded. It gets pretty crowded, you know. A lot of people shop there. A lot of people come up from LA for it. It's it's pretty in in like flea market realm. It's in Southern California. It's pretty well known. Nice. Maybe I'll drive up one day. Yeah, come on up. Meet you there. I think a lot of hang. people a lot of people that like sell at the Rose Bowl or bigger flea markets like that, they actually come here to Ventura to shop at this flea market cuz oh, they nice. know they can go back to LA and sell it for a lot more. Smart. Sell anything, really. Are there just strictly, like, camera people at this flea market? Or do you run into, no. like, all all types? All types of people. I feel like the majority of the people I buy cameras from at this place are people that are doing, like, buying out, you know, storage units. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then they're just in there. So, either that or they're going to garage sales. I don't know where they get their stuff. Do you, speaking of garage, do you ever stop at like tag sales and stuff like that? Rarely. Or not really? Rarely. Yeah. Um, I did go just on a whim. I was driving around and I saw a sign for an estate sale a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I went. I wasn't gonna, but I was up in Santa Barbara and it was in a really nice neighborhood. So I was like, all right. They're going to have something. No, no joke. This was like a $15 million estate. Like it was like a crazy oh, wow. huge mansion. And. I went in and I was like, I'm like, all right, these are the type of people that would go on a vacation, you know, in 1987 and like buy the best camera gear they could. Yeah, like a a gold plated, gold plated Leica M3 or something. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But I didn't find too much. I found one camera and it was Pentax K1000. But. It was like the plastic made in China version. Oh. What? I didn't even yeah. know that existed. Me either. Yeah, there's there's a couple. There's a China one and then I think there's a there's a Hong Kong one. And I don't know what the difference is, but I've had them stamped made in China and stamped Interesting. made in Hong Kong. Yeah. I really like the button on the K1000. The shutter. Yeah, it's a good little 
It's a good little deal. Oh, yeah. camera. <laughs> See, I'm sad. I'm just sad. <laughs> sad I sold it. That's one camera that I've never owned. K1000? Yeah. I, it's a good there's one. There's one on our local, our local like the, the Facebook marketplace or whatever it is, the thing that's like in your local area. And she has it for 20 bucks, but she's like just far enough away that 20 bucks isn't cheap enough for me to go buy it. Oh, that's a great price. That's a great oh, it price. Is, it is. It's perfect. But she's like 45 minutes away. Uh, and I, there's nothing in that direction. You know, like what? No thrift stores out there? Tough. There Actually, there probably is. Yeah, go make I, a day of it. Go, go make a day of it. Thrift day. Thrift day. Man. <laughs> thrift day. There's a YouTube video yeah. for me right there. Thrift day. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, me, me and Derek, the uh, my friend, I make all the YouTube videos with Derek Street. Um, yeah, we've been having this idea of like when we do another thrift store video about shopping at thrift stores that we're just gonna buy a ton of random stuff like random clothing, and then just as the video progresses, we are wearing <laughs> and like new, yes, like, weird, weird. Please stuff. do that. And then when we go out and shoot the cameras. We're like wearing the most ridiculous gear. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah, keep an eye out for that one. Joey, do you have any advice for people uh, who go out and hunt uh, for cameras? Yes, number one tip. Uh, well, yes, okay. please give us some tips. There's like three main things. One is like camera condition. Yeah, like bef- I've bought some, <laughs> I've bought some cameras. Been like so stoked, and I get it. I'm like, this is broken. And here's the main. Right. Here's like the the couple main things. Just look at it, and if there's any scuffs or scratches or chips in the plastic or anything like that on these cameras, definitely like take a really close look at it. Because if you see a chip in that plastic, it's probably been dropped. Or, yeah. or some major scuffing, yeah. it's probably been dropped. Uh, but that doesn't mean it doesn't work. I've had plenty of chipped and dented cameras that work just fine. Um, but definitely give it a closer closer eye when you if you see a dent or anything like that next real quick i always and this is a super common problem i used to get burned a lot on this one is i buy a camera and i just don't even for some reason i don't look at the bottom of the camera and i've done this at least i mean in the last year i've probably done it 10 times i'll buy a point and shoot camera and i'll get home and there's no battery door Oh no! Yeah. Oh. It's just like broken off, or the battery door is on, uh, but it doesn't latch closed. Um, that is really common on point and shoot cameras, because people like, I think what happens mostly is people can't figure out how to open it, so they try to like pry it open yeah. with a screwdriver or something. Oh yeah. And just if that battery door won't close, I mean, unless it's like, unless it's like a really high end camera and it's worth like taping the door shut to, just to use it. Uh, I would steer clear of that. Um, and then... You told me the battery I, trick. Make sure you bring a battery, not, too. Yep. I bring batteries with me. So, like, there's a few common batteries, you know. Double uh, A's and triple A's are easy to find. But then there's... The most common batteries after that, I would say, are the 123 type battery, which will be in, yeah. like, all your Olympus uh, styluses yep. and, like, a Yashica T4... Uh, a lot of pe- most Pentax models use that, and just so many other cameras. Every camera brand makes point made point and shoot cameras that use that 123 battery. A little round um, fat guy. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I would say LR44, the little button batteries that would go in like a K1000. Um, those That's are the smart. most. Test it before you buy those, it. Yeah. Those are the most crucial batteries, I think, to carry with you. And, and yeah, you, I get some funny looks sometimes when I'm putting batteries in cameras in a thrift store. People yeah. Kind of look at me weird, but I'm like, look, I know it's $3, but I'm not going to spend $3 if it's broken. Like, yeah, exactly. Like if just carrying this battery in my pocket is going to save me the trouble of like buying this, taking it home. And then I just have to throw it away. Throw it away. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I do the same thing. I have like a little, it's an old point and shoot film case that I just keep some batteries and, what else do I have in there? I have like a flashlight and a couple other little things that just like on the go because I'm I'm an avid thrifter, definitely. But yeah, batteries is is huge because nice. there's been times where I've gone and didn't have a battery, bought the camera, got home like you said, and it's just completely trash. And right in the garbage. <laughs> there went there went my four ninety nine. Yeah, even on blue ticket blue ticket sale. Like yeah, that can be annoying for sure. It is a little bit. What have you? What have your um some of your most exciting finds? Most exciting finds. Like I've stuff t- you get stoked on. Today at a f- the flea market I went this morning, we're recording this on a Wednesday, I found a Konica Big Mini Zoom, though. I don't know. I, I forget what the zoom lens is on it, but it's the Konica Big Mini that has the zoom lens. Um, I was pretty pumped on that. Got that for five bucks this morning. Nice. Uh, and then I f- is that a point and shoot? Yeah, it's a little point and shoot guy. But the Konica yeah, Big Mini is a pretty, pretty sought after a uh, little point and shoot camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got, I'm looking at it right now. I have a Polaroid macro five SLR. Ooh. It's like a big, Man, you? okay. The listeners can't see this, but I'm going to grab it real quick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Grab <laughs> I grabbed them both. So the Konica big mini has a 35 to 70 millimeter lens. Ooh. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's cool. And then, okay. For those of you at home that don't know, this camera is the Polaroid Macro 5 SLR, and it's huge. Oh, oh what? Yeah, I've seen one of those. It's the size That's of, for the dental, It's the size right? of my head. Yeah, it's uh. Wait, what do you mean for the dental? You take pictures of teeth, I think, for yeah. dentistry. So basically, it Ooh, has a lens. That's a score it's like right there. the face of it. There's a lens in the middle, and then there's two flashes on either side. Uh, and they're focused in kind of to give you that ring light uh, effect. So it's just a flash on each side of the lens. And then there's a little window above and below the sh- the shooting lens. And there's different settings. There's like, you can focus at- That thing's a beast. You can focus at 52 inches, 26 inches, 10 inches, five inches, and you can focus as close as three inches away. That's insane. So when wow. you go to focus three inches away, uh, what the two lenses above and below the the lens do is they'll shoot out essentially a laser at a, at whatever angle so that the two lasers meet at exactly three inches away from the lens. So when you look and you're focusing on something, you don't have to rely on your eyesight. Just whenever those two oh, little you laser can just beams like bring it right in and connect it. Yeah, nice. it's like it's like a laser rangefinder. So you you know when the two lasers meet, that point is in focus in your shot. That's insane. Yeah. What what film does it take? It takes like what uh, size? Spectra. Oh, cool. The bigger. Yep. Oh, so you get okay. a slightly bigger frame than the normal Polaroid. How much do you think that thing was worth back in the day? 
I don't even know. It had to be a few hundred bucks. It was, it, yeah, it was yeah mostly, for sure. It was mostly for, uh, I think it was mostly for um, like dentists and uh, stuff like that and doctors. That's crazy. Because back then, you know, if you had a, a rash or something and a doctor wanted to take a photo of it, you know, they didn't have, you couldn't just snap it on your phone and send it. Right. Send it to another doctor for a second opinion or put it in someone's file or, you know, something yeah. like that. They yeah. would actually, from what I've heard with these types of cameras, they would, a doctor say, if it was something he had never seen before or whatever, he would take 10 photos of it on Polaroid and send them out to his colleagues kind that's, of for review so they could see what he's talking about. That's crazy that you found that today. Yeah. I've seen, I've definitely seen those before. My mom used to be like an assistant at a dentist office. And I remember that when I was a kid, I remember seeing that thing come out and being like, wow, like what? What? It's like a spaceship flying at you. I wonder if they made it kind of goofy looking. Like it kind of looks like a weird alien or dinosaur. Like it It, it does. It does. I wonder if they did that to kind of um, like not freak kids out. Like if you had to take Smart. a picture Probably. of a kid's mouth or something as a dentist. Um, You're like, kinda, hi, Mr. Alien Man camera. Like you could paint this purple Smile. and put spots on it and just be like, oh, here's the dinosaur. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. <laughs> here's Barney. Here's yeah, Barney. Exactly. Dinosaur camera. That's funny. Have you tried it yet? Oh, this one? I haven't. I just got it today, but um, I do have a pack of Spectrafilm in my fridge. Nice. And we are talking about filming some videos tomorrow, possibly, so it might end up in a youtube video here yeah you gotta play with that yeah, thing you, that's cool you need to do a video on that guy <laughs> i'm thinking of the new series <laughs> That'd be so good so i have a few series one's called old as dirt and that's just old cameras one is mm-hmm. awesome cameras under 20 dollars, and yep. that's self-explanatory but the other one i'm i'm thinking of making a new series just called um and you have to say it like this but it's what the h <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like any camera that when I see it, I'm just like, what the H? What the? <laughs> That's smart. That definitely belongs in that category. Yeah, I, I bet you see a ton of weird, weird stuff when you're out there looking for stuff. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of weird stuff out there. What about you guys? You thrift thrifted anything lately? Decent? You know, I the I think the, the, the K1000, <laughs> I'll keep talking about it, that I sold. <laughs> um, no, I can't shut up about it. <laughs> I picked that up for 15 bucks. Oh, nice. And it was in pretty decent condition. I had to clean it and everything. I did have it serviced before I sold it, so that I paid a little bit of money for that. Um, I, to that guy, uh, what's his name? Harry at uh, Camera Max, our repair guy. Yeah. Joe and I, uh, I just, frequent the same repair repair no, place. I've only been there once. I've, I uh, actually, or twice now. I took, I took a, a couple cameras in to get repaired. Yeah, you posted a, f- a photo on your Instagram story of the the two, what is this? He got two big round oh, cages full of like a tower of de- like camera graveyard. Cameras. And when I saw that, I was like, "That's my dude." <laughs> yeah, he's Tell Harry what up. My dude. <laughs> he's cool too, and I think he likes me because I I like I went in and I I think I I bought a bunch of cameras from him, but I think I spent like two hundred dollars just on random cameras. He probably thought he would never ever sell. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never been brave enough to like dig through the pile. Dude, my hands were black. Like they're so. I'm dirty. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I had to do a lot I'm of sure. cleaning on those cameras. Yeah, but he's one of the local people that will fix your Shika T4. He fixed mine twice. That's awesome. For a shutter problem, so he's That's... he's because I've I've reached out to other places, 
you know, and they're like, oh, she could, we don't touch those. I'm like, come on. Yeah, fix <laughs> but he's it. like one of the the guys that will, will still repair those cameras. So nice. I really need to find like a good camera repair, man. Not that I have much that's broken, but like just in case, because there's a couple cameras, like if they break, I'm SOL. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, is it expensive to get cameras fixed? Like, what did you pay to get your Yashica fixed? Uh, he charged me like, I think around a hundred bucks. Which is like, mm. a, I mean, it's a lot, but for a point and shoot, but I just love that camera and I'll, yeah. I don't care. It's cheaper than buying a new one off um, eBay or whatever. So I was like, all right, yeah. I'll use it. You know what I mean? Like, that's like my, mm-hmm. my, my, what I shoot most of my personal work with, cause I can just throw it in my purse and always have it with me. So I was fine to pay that for, for that. Yeah, but I other than that, that, he I just, saw... he fixed my, um. Joey, remember the the Pentax six four five that I bought that you convinced me to buy at the Pasadena camera show? Yeah, I put like two rolls through and the shutter went. Ah, uh, and he fixed it. So he fixed it. Yeah, for, for one hundred fifty bucks. All right. Well, now you got a Not camera bad. for life. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. but brand new. But that guy's rad. When he fixes it, he like replaces the seals and like does yeah. everything. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good deal. I mean, I would say if you're not in love with it, sell it sooner than later as like a fresh yeah. cla and like yeah and all that you know no i'm gonna hold on to this guy yeah, this is uh is cool this is my only medium format that i well besides my um i have a yashica a but you know that does the square format mm-hmm. so what what's that the yashica a i don't even know what oh that it's, is. A, it's a twin lens yeah oh okay so it does the square photos oh like it's the yashica mat basically yeah, yeah. is that what that is yep. Another okay version of that. okay okay how many Yashica T4s do you think you've found in your career, Joey? Honestly, like... They make me cry. Five, maybe. Not a lot. <laughs> that's a wow. lot. Because I found lot. zero. <laughs> yeah, but that's like... And it's what I go, go looking for. But I've been doing for. this for like five years, like hunting. I know. Yeah, yeah then you go every day, year, so... <laughs> like maybe maybe seven or eight, but like it's, it's yeah, not a lot. Like I, you would think there would be more out there randomly i feel like, like it's dried up i feel like there's no none anymore but what i don't get is there's so many point and shoots and i see them at the flea markets all the time i i feel like it must be something where people people kind of google stuff oh yeah and as soon as you type yashica t4 they'll see price tags on that yep. and not take it to like a thrift store or a flea market right yeah. but if they google like pentax iq zoom like they'll be like oh it's a eight dollar camera i'll just give it to the thrift yeah. store it's a dud yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy though i just saw i think it was the facebook group the film photo group on facebook there was a yashica t4 for like 435 dollars mm-hmm. or something like that i can't believe that that camera is that expensive for a point and shoot like that yeah it's not a leica you know it doesn't have leica written on it it's the carl's eyes glass it's pretty sharp yeah I, I mean i've never shot one so i saw one in a case for 35 bucks one time at a like a thrift store bookstore that i go to every once in a while and i had no idea i was just like ah yashika Uh, (laughs) i just uh, looked at it and kind of and then like literally three days later i looked it up because i was going to go back again and pick it up no i'm an idiot for not getting that looked it up and i was like oh my god i need to go back i went back and it was definitely good they don't last no no i I just wish i would have known i wish i would have known what it was it's been definitely uh, dry on the thrifting end here. I, I used to go every Thursday and then Sunday just to Goodwill. And then we have an antique mall around town here. And it, I mean, there's nothing. There's like not even the broken cameras that I used to see every time I'd go. They're, they're, somebody bought those up. Like, I I don't know what's happening. I think I, I told this one guy that I was shopping with my little secret of thrifting. Like, hey, 
these old cameras are still worth something. And I made the mistake of saying that. And I think he's like my competitor now. Like, I think he is now taking my camera. No, I have a, th- I have a thrift store in town. Actually, there's two of them that any camera gear is just, I don't know where they're looking to get their prices or if they even do, or they just pick a number, but there's these two shops that have astronomically high prices on camera gear for thrift stores even. And it's like, or for a normal store, they'll have like a Pentax Spotmatic in a thrift store for like a hundred dollars. No. Where you're like, yeah, same, same at our <laughs> antique mall. I just, I was just there the other day, like Tuesday or no, that was yesterday. I was there like yeah. over the weekend and they had like even old Polaroids that you can't even get the film for, like the old roll film Polaroids. Uh-huh. That like same thing. It was like a hundred and sixty dollars for that. And it's I I asked the lady who was working the booth. I was like, man, you know you can. These are only worth like twenty five, thirty bucks at most. Like, and she's like, oh, they're art pieces. People want them as art. So now, you know, yeah. old vintage cameras are looked at as art pieces. Yeah. So they that just adds like a hundred dollar to that tag. I've actually been looking at. Because I have a lot of stuff that like like that, like random Polaroid old stuff that doesn't work mm-hmm. that you can't use. And I've been actually looking into renting a space at an antique mall um, for that to kind of sell cameras that don't necessarily work um, that yeah. people just want to put on a shelf. Yeah. Well, that'd be good just to knock down some of your inventory. I would love yeah. to like see what's behind, you know, the like... left and right of your computer screen. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm in my living room, so not a whole lot, but. Actually, over there, there's quite a bit of stuff, but yeah, it's it's all being sorted and shot. I have my four by five stuff here in the living room, but yeah, man, I've got to get into the four by five. I I haven't shot four by five since photography school. Oh man, it's so great. I love it. It is same here. It's like my new obsession. I just finally, finally got some color film for mine. I've been shooting strictly black and white since I got into it, and I got some Ektar and Portra, so I'm pretty pumped to finally go out and mess with that. Do you guys ever shoot portraits with that, or do you specifically do like landscape and stuff? I shoot mostly portraits um, on four by five. Yeah, I think yeah, pretty much. I'd say ninety percent of my four by five stuff is portraits. Sick. I'll kind of bring it out if I know, like, if I'm going to like. A party, like some kind of holiday, like Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving, I've been bringing it the last couple of years. Um, I usually go to the same friend's house. I've been like doing portraits of everyone. Just That's so fun. Just like at Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's great. Like right around dusk. Yeah. Like when the sun's kind of going down where you can do, you know, you know, F, F16, but still have like a one second exposure and like really mm, get mm-hmm. like good, like really good soft lighting and it, and like a good, like, thick depth depth of field as well but even even with yeah. a four by five shooting at f16 like the background still gets pretty blown out oh yeah if, if you're shooting Definitely. a portrait of someone it's... like four feet away at f16 it their whole face will be in focus but the background's just still pretty blurred out it's awesome i've only had the chance to shoot a handful of portraits with it but it's because the the lens that I got with mine was a wide angle. It's definitely like a landscape lens. I think it's like a 90 millimeter. It's a, it's actually a really awesome lens. It's a Zeiss Icon. I think Ooh. it was on a two by three camera originally. Right. And uh, I just kind of ripped it off the two by three camera and put it on my four by five. And it, it works. It, it's the best landscape lens I've ever had. I don't know what that breaks down to in four by five terms, but that's, I'm kind of stuck shooting 
landscape with mine, but I, I kind of enjoy that. It, it, it makes me shoot landscapes. I'm more yeah. of like a walk around, shoot people kind of 35 millimeter thing. And going out and taking that with me is, is, is a lot of fun. You should definitely get into it, Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my, I'm, my mind's like, do you have a, where f- can I get? Do you have a four by five? I don't have a four by five. So that's step one. <laughs> Get a field camera, though. Get one of those ones that you can just, like, pop down. Because I have one of the studio, like, rail cameras. And it is, it's some work taking it around to yeah. shoot. It's Plus, it's I'm little, heavy. so that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why I love my little point-and-shoots, because throw in the purse and off we go. Yeah, I've got, my Burke and James is a field, like, press camera. And then I have a speed graphic as well. How much do they go for it? Uh, honestly, I, I think you could find one for two to three hundred bucks. I think so. That's not terrible. No. And then the film, like, you think the film's expensive, but when you get, like, one, when you get one great photo, like, say you yeah, shoot. It's worth it. Say you shoot six, six photos, right? Say, or, yeah. Say, like, you want to get a portrait. Like, I did portraits of a friend of mine, and I'm like, okay, I just want one good photo. Like, I'm just aiming for one. I kind of, yeah. uh, you know, I kind of was shooting around with a 35 millimeter camera and just till I got a good shot that I thought I liked. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to shoot this with the four by five and set up, shot it, move in and out a little bit, like get a couple of slightly different angles, shoot one at F16, shoot one at F, you know, 5.6 and just like get a few different options. And then, so like say I was shooting Portra, I think, or Ektar, whatever. Say the film's like $2 or $3 a sheet developing's four dollars a sheet so it's like six shots i'm looking at like 40 bucks probably well 50 dollars yeah for film and developing or whatever but i'm more pleased with the one photo that i got of my friend the one portrait at 50 dollars than i would have been with 50 dollars worth of yeah 35 millimeter film and developing you know just because the quality is so yeah. much better in the, the quality is so much better and just the yeah. what's uh what's the word there like um, the perspective or just kind of the yeah. the ratio of yeah. the front like the relation of the film's plane size to the actual view of the subject or whatever it is yeah it's definitely got a, a whole look on its own too like it's four by five and just think i mean i've only shot four yeah. by five i've never shot any like eight by ten or anything like yeah. that but it, it definitely has its own look and feel to it but just look at the difference between 35 millimeter and like a six four five yeah you know what i, I mean? know it's already yeah. that's yeah. already a world of difference right and, i was just thinking that like when i because i did i only put the, the the two rolls in my um i also used to have back in the day i sold it because i was shooting weddings i had a contact 645 mm-hmm. so that thing was incredible but i'm so used to shooting 35 millimeter and then when i put a roll through this guy the pentax and i got the scans back i was like oh damn okay (laughs) just (laughs) like there's so much more information in in each image it's just like more 3d looking to me so i can only imagine like the four by five the eight by ten like what kind of quality you're getting out of those those images yep it's got to be incredible yeah they're beautiful now you have a five by seven camera too right i do yeah um i so i've been i was shooting four by five for a little bit and then i actually this goes nicely with the theme of thrifting uh, there is an app <laughs> called which app did I find this on? There's two that come to mind. One is called Let Go, and one yeah. is called Yeah, I use that app. And yeah. one is called Offer Up. Yep. And they're both essentially cr- local Craigslist in an app um, where people just mm-hmm. 
try to sell shit around their house. And I found, I was looking just for random camera stuff to see what was out there if someone was selling like a camera collection or something, you know what I mean? Uh, but I found this random five by seven, like old mahogany with like brass um, fixtures and all that. Yeah, that camera's beautiful. With, uh, if you're familiar, if anyone listening is familiar with the Aero Ektar lens, um, it's it's some crazy large format lens that is pretty. Is it is it a brass lens? No, like an old brass lens? No. No, it's like a. Um, I don't know exactly what they were made for, but it's about four and a half inches around on the front. Like it's pretty big, solid. Yeah, that's piece of huge. glass. And one of the rear elements um, is actually radioactive. Oh, what? okay, yeah. yeah. I've heard about that. I've heard so, about that. Wait, what yeah. do you mean radioactive? It's actually radioactive. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were... I don't know if they were originally made for, like, some kind of military use or what... Yeah, I think they I, were. The I think they were, was. like, bomber... Yeah, bomber, they used like... them a lot in, like, aerial photography kind of mm-hmm. um, cameras and stuff. But Whoa. I got the whole setup for $150. What? Um, yeah, which see this guy is you have the best luck, Joey. Like, yeah, but I don't have luck like that. <laughs> but the bellows was completely shot. There was like three inches of it that were completely pretty much rotted out. Um, actually, my yeah. I made a YouTube video a couple weeks ago. Ab- yeah, I think I was gonna say, is that the one where you repaired the bellows? About repairing those bellows, and it actually worked because something about that camera, man. I it wasn't originally meant for that lens because with that lens. I really to do most most photographs that I would personally take unless I'm doing super macro stuff. I literally only need to extend those bellows eight inches, maybe, maybe ten inches. Yeah, but the bellows that were on it extend to probably eighteen inches, sixteen to eighteen inches. So I was able to cut out about two to three inches of those bellows that were bad and just glue the two good parts back together. And it worked out. It worked out all right. Nice. Yeah, I loved seeing that video because I'm, I'm totally like DIY with my stuff too. That's what I did with my my Omega View. When I got it, it was in shambles. The guy who owned it before me, he was an old school photographer. He used to do, you know, uh, what do they call it? Like, uh, oh, what is it called? Um like we're not real estate photography but you're doing like architectural photography and stuff that's what he used that camera for and it ended up sitting in his garage for you know three or four years or or no like 30 or 40 years or something like that and it just every everything was broken on it when he gave it to me i was like i don't even know if i want this (laughs) because it's you know i'll probably throw it away but i'm glad i kept it because you know just like you i I kind of cut the bellows a little bit, refixed a bunch of holes in that. And then there were like the cranks and brackets to move the tilt and shift and all that stuff were all broken. So I like super glued this one and replaced this one with something else that I found at Lowe's. And I mean, it, it, it works perfectly great <laughs> yeah, now though. I mean, awesome. I, I totally saved it. So I, I just, I'm totally into that stuff. Cause I like, I don't know. I'm into that like whole, it, it makes it feel like super analog when you're kind of like, yeah, fixing MacGyvering it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna replace the bellows. They have them on eBay, but the new bellows were like $150, and yeah. and I started kind of poking around on the camera, looking at what I have to do to actually replace them. And there's like there's stuff. There's like wood. Uh, I don't even know what you call it, but basically pieces of wood kind of jammed together and glued together, and like 
holding the bellows in place. I'm like, I don't know if I want to deal with trying to tear that apart right now. Yeah, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Joe, are you going to yeah, sell that one there, or are you going to keep it? I'm going to keep it at least until I find an 8x10 camera. Oh, yeah. Um, I, that was my plan. I, the only reason I even clicked on that camera in the ad was because I thought it was an 8x10 camera. Gotcha. And yeah, I think, no, that one you can't. I was going to say that I thought you could get an 8x10 back for that camera, but it's not big enough. It's only 5x7. Mm. You can get a reducer back, so I could shoot... Four by, five Four by five on that camera. But those backs, like, I can't find one of those anywhere. How hard is it for you to find the five by seven film? Not, it's like, not you definitely hard can't find, to find it on Amazon. <laughs> it's not hard to find. There's just not a lot of it out there. Um, there's no color Yeah, that's film. what I was thinking. But I have found, I've been shooting Arista EDU, mm-hmm. which you get from Freestyle Photo. And that's... Love Freestyle Photo. So cheap. That, that film, I got a 50-pack for $66. Wow. So it's a dollar yeah. under a dollar 25 a sheet. Really? Yeah. And then or whatever under a dollar yeah, something like that. So yeah, it's like $66 for 50, so it's a dollar something a shot and then I literally develop it. It's black and white. I develop it at home for pretty much nothing. I I got some of that uh, new 55 R5 monobath and it Oh, the one stop, the one, nice. the one stop shop for developing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's decent. It's a little cloudy, a little streaky here and there. Um, um, but it definitely is helping me get my bearings using the cameras, using that camera. And it, you know, under a dollar fifty a shot for a five yeah, by seven. Yeah. It, that's cheaper. I can't beat it. That's cheaper than I feel like I shoot the four by five for even for the same film on a four by five. I mean, it's got to be <laughs> yeah. more expensive. I'm not really checking my math here, but it's it feels a lot cheaper uh, than doing that. I just would have thought that it would be skyrocketed because I was looking into getting. There was a kind of the same situation. There was a five by seven floating around online somewhere. I think it was like Craigslist or something, and I was doing the math. And just looking on all the film spots where I go to pick up film, and it, there there was just nothing available, or everything else was kind of like a hundred bucks for mm-hmm. fifty shots. And I was like, eh, is it worth it? Yeah. When I already have all this four by five stuff, like I don't know. Yeah, the other cool thing on the five by seven, I just found this recently, but uh, you can get HP five in five by seven. Ooh. Oh yeah. So I think once I've once stuff. I've done my fifty shots of this Arista stuff and like really feel more comfortable using the camera. I'll go and get that. And I think that wasn't even that expensive. It was like $75 for 25 shots. Mm-hmm. So it's about $3 a shot for HP5. That's still not no, bad at it's all. Not bad. I would pay that. It's not bad at all. And that I can develop at home too. Yeah. Joey, where can where can we see all your work? Do you have a separate website for like, you, do you post a Flickr? You or? know, I don't. I should. I have. Because I would love to see some of these 4x5 and 5x7 so shots. So if you go on my website and search thanksgiving uh there i definitely did a blog post i think two years ago from my four by five thanksgiving shots um so you can see that there you know i need to get my personal website up and running again yeah i used to do a lot more commercial photography a lot of product photography and some fashion stuff and i just since the last two years awesome cameras has kind of been taking up more of my time and i'm definitely okay with that because i love doing it uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. My, I had my website on some cheap, like ten dollar a month site builder kind of thing. I think it was called Verb. It's basically like 
the budget Squarespace. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the budget, the, like, it was a good option, you know, six years ago when I made that website originally. Uh, but my credit yeah. card expired and just never did anything with that, it. That was it. <laughs> I, I got to get something back up again on my website. It's just joeyreedy.com, J-O-E-Y-R-E-A-D-Y. So cool. maybe one yeah, day if someone's to listening see. to this down the road, maybe check that. <laughs> and it'll definitely be more like large format portraits and more stuff like that rather than uh, the commercial stuff I was pursuing in the past. Awesome. Um, quickly, tell, tell our listeners about your zero-day giveaways. Oh, zero-day giveaway. Because um, I'm always like, ooh! Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I, I'm giving away cameras three times a month, uh, any day that ends in a zero. So the 10th, 20th, and 30th of every month, I do a giveaway on my Instagram, uh, at Awesome Cameras. <laughs> it's, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm really trying to, I'm trying to get people to talk to each other and like really start yeah. conversations and, and talk amongst each other you know, on Instagram and just get the community, get everyone like interacting and talking to each other. And, and like, so what I do is I do the post and I, I ask a question and you just have to answer the question within 10 minutes. And at the end of 10 minutes, I, uh, pick a winner, uh, winner, did I say winner, a winner, <laughs> uh, at random from the comments. And it's been, it's been great. You know, this last one I did actually, you know, I was watching YouTube and I was like, I want more YouTube channels like to, to, to watch for myself. So I just put it out there, you know, what that's smart. What are your top three favorite, you know, film photography related YouTube channels that you watch? Um, so people start tagging each other and telling me that's or, cool or tagging other people and telling me, you know, who they're who they're watching and what they're watching. And I found from doing that, I've found probably eight to ten channels that i had no idea existed and now i'm That's super great. pumped i have so much more stuff to watch so awesome That's i love that because it's in the last year two years the the film community has really really grown on youtube there's a lot of good yeah. like film youtubers out there especially um yeah just in the last couple couple years it's really grown and just like you said just it, it seems to be the uh the the ongoing thing that everyone is kind of pushing this community to get closer and to talk to each other. Yeah. And, you know, cause I don't know when I was shooting digital all the time, it, it it's a cold, cold world out there, you mm -hmm. know, especially if you have like last year's model, like you're frowned upon if you have the, right. you know, the Mark yeah, two, not the and Mark three or the, there's that. And now it's like, and the, that, I, I, I hate to say it's just the digital world, but the, the more, I'd say kind of commercial world of photography. People yeah, people yeah. are so kind of protective of their methods or their and and mm -hmm. kind of rightly so, I get it, but at the same time, you know, some people post stuff say on Flickr or Instagram or wherever and people will be like just out of curiosity and and I think most people realize like it's not about the gear. It doesn't matter what camera no. you use. Mm -mm. No. But if I see an interesting photo, I am curious. My mind does go to, oh, what lens was that on? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just so yeah. I know, yeah, like, sure. oh, I didn't even know Canon made an eight millimeter lens or what, like, mm -hmm. or whatever it happens mm -hmm. to be. You know what I mean? Uh, but I see so many people get asked 
questions, you know, oh, what? I noticed the water, you know, is washed out. Uh, what shutter speed did you use? And like, people just like won't answer a simple question yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. That's what I say. Like nine, nine times out of 10, if I ask somebody a question like that in, in this community, which I feel is, is a pretty big community yeah. now. I mean, oh, yeah. film is definitely making its, its way back and it's, uh, but yeah, I, nine times out of 10, I'll get an answer. And, you know, even if somebody asks me a question yeah. from like one of my YouTube mm-hmm. videos or an Instagram photo that I talk, I, I take that time. I might not get you right away, yeah. but like I definitely go back and I answer every question I can or, you know, and just try to help out. And it, it it's awesome. I just love that about the film community. Yeah, definitely. It's been a lot of fun too. I go, I mean, I get random DMs on Instagram from just random people. I got one today, you know, she, it was a girl, she bought a Nimslo 3D camera and she said, oh, the guy that sold it to me on eBay told me, you know, it took this certain kind of battery. I bought them, they didn't fit. And so now like, I don't know what to do. And I was just like, oh, I have that camera. It takes this kind of battery. Go like, you can buy it here. Like, (laughs) you're the guy. I was going to say, you're the guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Where where even a lot of people, I feel like in my position don't answer those kinds of questions they'll just ignore it Mm -hmm. or i i don't know some people i guess don't even check their dms on instagram i think because i'll yeah sometimes they don't go through they don't like you don't see i don't see it right away and i'm like it says like request i'll dm people you have one new request i'll dm people that i know like really well and never hear back from them (laughs) crazy man one more question about your instagram joey i love what you do with the i'm not a beer drinker Uh but i'm sure a lot of our listeners are The camera and the beer pair- yeah, pairing that you do. And beer. How do you? Yeah. How do you? What's your method for matching a camera with a with I a just certain type of beer? I do it when I'm bored and and <laughs> I'm like I should do another one of those. And it's actually thanks for reminding me. It's actually been a while. I think it's been a good month at least since I've done one of those. So I need to get on that. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, you should totally incorporate that into your YouTube videos, too. Oh, for too. sure. Like, I, I would, definitely am I, drinking beer. I work at a pub, so, like, I... <laughs> most of my YouTube videos, I do drink beer. Yeah, oh, yeah, I always see... I think it was, like, a Sierra Nevada in your last video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Well, this is the part of the show where we um, transition into our viewer-listener uh, interaction. So, we have a question. This week's question came from somebody on the Flickr group, Um Thanks again, everybody, for adding your photos to the Flickr group. We're going to continue to share that on our Instagram as well as our website. Your guys' work has been blowing us away just with the first couple of challenges. So thank you again for that. Yeah, really great stuff, guys. Um, But our next question comes from his name on Flickr is Dennis Takes Pictures M. It says, which film do you always want to shoot or have in your bag or in the back of your fridge because you're obsessed with it versus the film you need in your bag, in your fridge, etc.? For great images, your standard standard base for your personal use. Which film do you always have on hand because it's reliable? Joe, you want to uh, go first? Sure. Uh, so in my bag, I try to always have some Portra. I yeah. It's just uh, it's just so good. It, and for me, it I I love it. It's uh, I can't go wrong. One sixty, four hundred, eight hundred. You know, I I think four hundred is kind of a go to for me. Um, yeah. But in my fridge right now... I do love that 160. Though. Oh, yeah. True, <laughs> true, true. Uh, in my fridge, I have two... Actually, funny. They're both Konica. I have a 35-millimeter Konica SRG 160, uh, which is... I bought it in 100-foot rolls. I have two of them left. 
uh, expired in 1999, but for some reason this film is just just overexposed it a little bit and like it's so nice. It's almost like a kind of desaturated like an old like Portra NC kind of vibe. Mm. Um, it's really great. And then the other one I have a 120, also expired I think around the same time, but it's a um, Konica SRG 3200 ISO 120 film. And I've shot a couple rolls of that, just shoot it at 400 and just the images I'm getting. They're a little overexposed, but just so nice, a little bit grainy, but the colors look just amazing. Awesome. Mm. I think for me, everybody knows it's the <laughs> Portra 400. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's what I shoot most of, uh, you know, everything on. I dabble in the 160 here and there. I haven't shot 800 in a while. Um, but that's my go-to just because I know like I grab it when I know because I, I know what I'm going to get, you know, basically. Um, I've been experiencing with Ektar recently, but as far as what's in my fridge that I, I got, so Lumography put out the Lumography F2400 film, very limited release, and I was able to scoop up about 20 rolls. So that's like I'm stashing that for right now because I'm going to be very sad once that's gone. Nice. Ooh, yeah. I really want to try that film. Just from everything you say, isn't it like aged in oak or something crazy? Yeah, they like, like they bought it up from uh, Italian filmmakers and then they aged it in oak cassettes or whatever for like six years or something. Man, so it's just amazing. like this really awesome color grain that you get with it that I like a lot. Awesome. Cool. So as for me, I always carry black and white film i'm a black and white shooter so it's uh it used to be triax 400 all the time but lately i've been shooting a lot of t-max i shot the last zine that i'm in the process of putting out all on t-max and kind of fell in love with it there's just something about it i feel like the blacks get darker and that's kind of what i'm always going for dark is is my favorite black blacks and um as for the fridge I have two that I'm kind of just hanging on to for that special time. Um, a long time ago, Polaroid used to make a slide film, and it has a crank. Do you guys ever see that? It's like it comes with a developing pack yeah, and that. then the film, and, and you crank. Yeah. I have about four or five different kinds of it, and I know they're still good because I tested them out, and I just thought the, the images are so low budge looking because it's so old and worn yeah. out but there's just something about it i want to i'm saving those for a special project and i think when that project comes to me i'm gonna you know that's when they're gonna get used and the other stuff i was just talking to jake our last guest about um ilford's sfx like they're you know they're kind of infrared film i i really want to go back out and i have a couple rolls of that just on deck for this time of year so i think it's time you know there's green leaves on the trees so i'm gonna try to pop on the red filter and go go do it with the sfx nice. I, I love infrared and i don't get to do i wish i could find some true maybe you can get your hands on that joey do you know where you get some true black and white infrared film it's tough um not really I think it is. It is. Um, I look everywhere. Yeah. La uh, I was in. I remember Dexter's camera had some a couple months ago when I was in there, but I don't know if they still do. Um, but just fair mm. warning, if anyone's trying to go find it, it's not cheap. <laughs> oh yeah. You're looking no, at no, at it's least, not at all. Uh -huh. I think twenty dollars a roll. Woo. Yeah. Mm hmm. I saw a uh, like a hundred foot roll or something of some. I forget what it was, and I it was something absurd. It was like. Almost a thousand dollars for a hundred foot roll of it. Yeah, sounds about right. 
This week's photo challenge is going to be something pretty simple. I'm, I may be the only person that loves to photograph clouds, but I want to see your best cloud photo. So point your camera. If you don't have anything, if you can, go out and choose something this week. Uh, point your camera to the sky and then share it on our Flickr group. Um, quick note, it's Analog Talk Podcast Flickr group. Um, just make sure that we, I'm able to download the photo if you'd like it, share it on our website. That way I can snag it and share it for everybody. And again, thanks to everybody who's sharing your stuff because it's, it's, it's inspiring seeing, see, seeing everybody's awesome work. So thank you for that. Yeah, I'm excited to see people's takes on, take on clouds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do vape clouds you count? Can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Anything but, counts. Yes. Anything that counts as a cloud. Yeah. I'm going to go shoot some vapors. <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks again, nice. Joey, for for, uh, j- for joining us yeah, on this uh, podcast. Um, where can everybody find you? Um, where, where? I mean, Instagram is probably like my number one, like for like talking to people and interacting. But um, I do YouTube. I have the Awesome Cameras podcast. If you're into podcasts, uh, but you can find all that at just awesomecameras.com. Beautiful. Yeah. Tim, awesome. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Timothy Makeups and YouTube at Timothy Ditzler, D-I-T-Z-L-E-R, just my name. Um, make YouTube videos, fun stuff about analog photography. And uh, you can find me here on this podcast. How about you, Chris? Um, I'm Crispy Photo on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I also have a, a secondary Instagram. It's my full name, Christine Bartolucci, if you want to see all my film work. Um, I'm also, yeah, did I say that? Oh, we have a website, analogtalkpodcast.com. That's where we're going to put all the episodes and the photo challenges and stuff like that. Um, we also have a Twitter, Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, and our Instagram, Analog Talk Podcast. So, yeah, say what's up. And if you guys want to ask us any questions, feel free to email us and we'll talk about, we'll ask your questions to uh, our guests and our listeners. Uh, it's analogtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Sweet. Cool. Send us some questions, guys. All right, guys. Thanks for, uh, again, thanks for joining us, Joey, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, guys. Yeah, thank you, Joey. Bye. Bye.